Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hi everyone, welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I'm Fukian, a senior investment strategist at Standard Chartered. On this episode of the podcast, we'll discuss our weekly market view, talking about reflation, we'll talk about US earnings, We'll discuss the impact of Huarong in Asia's bond market, and we'll give our FX view on the Chinese yuan. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm very glad to welcome senior investment strategists Manish Jaradi and Abhilash Narayan. Without further ado, let's kick off today's podcast. Starting with you, Manish, our weekly market view poses the question, is reflation fading? Can you explain this and what is our view now? Thanks, okay. Well, some indicators are pointing to a loss of momentum in the reflation trade, like uh, the pullback in U.S. Treasury yields and the recent underperformance in the so-called cyclical versus defensive equities. We believe this is a pause in the evolving deflation trade after the sharp run-up. Uh, and on balance, you know, we expect fundamentals to support the recovery uh, over the medium term. A few noteworthy developments to support this. One, U.S. major Q1, U.S. major bank Q1 earnings have surprised positively. Two, the Fed's wage book report pointed to a strong uptick in economic activity and outlook echoed by Fed Chairman Powell. Moreover, President Biden's $2.3 trillion infrastructure spending plan is likely to further fuel this recovery theme. Three, U.S. core inflation has picked up, beating expectations in, in March. And four, uh, in Asia, China imports jumped to an all-time high, showing strength in the underlying economic recovery despite talk of uh, policy and regulatory uh, tightening. Having said that, the setbacks to, to vaccinations in Europe and the re-emergence of the pandemic in major emerging markets such as uh, India and Brazil, uh, and even in Germany and Japan, are dampeners to near-term this sentiment. But the pace of vaccination is picking up worldwide, which should help contain the spread. So all of this suggests that the economic recovery is gathering pace, which in turn should help corporate earnings beat expectations in coming months. All right. Thanks very much, Manish. And since you mentioned earnings, um, let's talk about the U.S. earnings. What should investors expect from the U.S. Q1 earnings? The reporting season has started and nearly 85% of the companies will report by the week ending 7 May. Traditionally, um, consensus estimates have been managed down ahead of the uh, reporting season as companies prefer to under-promise and over-deliver. However, for Q1 earnings, expectations have been climbing steadily from 16% at the start of the year to 25% today. This reflects the confidence that the economic recovery is intact. On the other hand, we believe investor expectations are high as reflected in the strong market performance. As such, even if results beat expectations, the reaction in stock prices could be muted. But looking beyond the near term, we see strength in the cyclical recovery supporting our preferred view of the U.S. equity markets over the next 6 to 12 months. That's great. Thanks, Manish. And moving to Rick's Income World uh, with Abhilash now, uh, there's been news about Huarong's bad loan problems in China. What is the impact that you see for Asia's bond market? 
Thank you, uh, Fukian. Yes, uh, clearly, Asian dollar bonds have weakened over the past two weeks, and that has been that weakness has been led by China investment grade bond sector. Now, the concerns around China, Huarong, have led to a sharp decline in the bond prices, and Huarong is a state-owned asset management company. And the main cause for concern is a delay in release of earnings and increasing concerns in the market of a, a potential reduction in government support. Now, earlier this week, China's state council also urged the local government financing vehicles or LGS to restructure debt or default if they are unable to service the debt on their own. And if we put all of this together, it just further reinforces the concern that the support from uh, from the government or from the state may reduce for a lot of entities going forward. Now. While the reports on LGFEs uh, do not come as a surprise to the market, the key focus because of Huarong is on the future of state support for entities which are owned by central government. And these entities form a large part of Asian dollar bond universe. Now, in the base case that we have, we believe that the immediate storm is likely to pass as a significant default is avoided. That being said, China's investment grade bonds could still witness higher volatility over the next few months as markets assess any shifts in implicit state support. Thus, overall, we remain comfortable with the Asian high-yield bonds within broader Asian bond universe, particularly given because of the fact that high-yield segment is less impacted by state support concerns. Okay, um, that's great. Thanks very much, Abilash. And uh, let's talk about the FX market also. Uh, can you tell us what is your near-term and medium-term view on the US dollar and CNH or the offshore Chinese yuan? Sure. So if you look at fundamentals, in the near term, we believe that the bond yields and growth differentials point towards a dollar strength as US recovery extends and consumer spending strengthens the domestic economy. But if we look at medium-term horizon, we believe that the balance could shift away from the dollar as pace of U.S. fiscal stimulus slows in the coming uh, one to two years and potentially higher taxes weigh on growth. Now, we have seen some developments on the geopolitical front, so tensions have increased between U.S. and China this week. And we believe that U.S.-China tensions are likely to remain elevated uh, over the longer term. Now, generally, markets tend to underprice geopolitical risks as in most cases, the market impact is averted or you know, it, it passes quickly. We believe that Chinese authorities will want to maintain a stronger CNH to support its candidacy as a regional as well as a global reserve currency. So uh, while we do expect uh, a near-term CNH weakness, we believe that the natural path for CNH in the medium term is, is towards strength. Just looking at technicals, we believe that uh, in the near term, any dollar rally should encounter a resistance at 6.6 and then 6.67. But on a 12-month horizon, like I mentioned, we do have a bear issue. And uh, looking at longer-term technicals, if we do see dollar CNH break below 6.4, that would turn technicals more bearish towards 6.25. So all in all, we expect uh, investors to fade any dollar CNH rally. Okay, that's great. That's great. Thanks very much. So thanks again, uh, Manish and Abhilash, for joining our conversation today. Uh, That's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. 
For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.